have a quorum, but we are slightly early. So I'll allow um, the other members an opportunity to still log in and then we can start our meeting. But we do have a quorum, thanks. Uh, let us just, there's still two minutes and then according to my reliable time, if it's unreliable, my apologies, but let's just um, allow them two more minutes to log in. Uh, the Honorable Deputy Minister, good morning. Morning, Sport. morning, Chair. Morning, members. Thanks, thanks a lot, Honorable DM. Um, we have the Civilian Secretariat. Uh, thank you very much. We'll just um, do the amendments first. Do the amendments. Um, Honorable Grunewald has requested an apology from 11 o'clock. is responding to, to questions today. So honorable members have also asked uh, that we do business, we be business-like. We will be business-like, but do the work in detail. Um, if you could just give us uh, two minutes, it's now one. It's now one minute, but I'll still give you, we, we have a quorum DM. Uh, let me just give the clock an opportunity. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, um, welcome. And uh, I think we all realize that we do have a very tight schedule. Recording in progress. I'm trying to rush uh, the amendment bill through, through Parliament, uh, but it would be um, really important for us to do so. And uh, I think we could really benefit from uh, passing the, the amendment bill. Honorable members, uh, we'll take the uh, agenda, we'll adopt the agenda, and uh, then we'll do the apologies. Um, could we have the agenda, please? Thirty first of August, you can go down. Uh, honorable members, um, that is the uh, agenda, the minutes. Do we have a proposal for adoption? I move for the adoption of the agenda, Chair. 
um, adoption of the agenda proposed by the WIP. Do we have a seconder for adoption of the agenda? I second, Chair. Uh, the um, agenda is seconded. Thank you very much. Um, could we take the apologies now? Babalwa, apologies. Uh, good morning, Chairperson and members. I received an apology from the minister. He will not be able to attend the meeting due to cabinet meeting today. So I have not yet received any apologies from the other members. <clears throat> thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. We have an apology from the minister and Honorable Grunewald, who will be leaving at 11. Uh, could we then, uh, um, honorable members, get to uh, the minutes of uh, the 24th of August? Babawa, the minutes. You could, let's do the next page. Honourable members, if you had seen any corrections, corrections, additions, do you have any additions? You have read the minutes. The minutes have been um, read by and sent to all the members. If you have any corrections, Um, you can, uh, uh, I'd like to go up again, uh, the previous page, please. Thank you very much. Honourable members, we highlighted the certain matters which have been captured um, in the minutes. Do I have a proposal for the adoption of the minutes? Chairperson. Uh, thank you. Before I move, I saw the draft minutes that were sent to us. I think the spelling of uh, Deputy Minister Matali was not correct. Uh, if you can go to to the attendance, I'm not sure what that is. Yes, it's Matella instead of Matali. Apologies, Deputy Minister. With that correction, Chair, I move for that option. There's a mover for the adoption. Were those corrections? Correction made. Uh, do I have a seconder for the minutes? Shaky mom, thank you. Shaky mom seconds. Uh, thank you very much. Honorable members, the next item of the agenda would be a presentation of the corrections we made to the um, critical infrastructure regulations. Uh, Honorable Deputy, could you indicate 
if it is the uh, the chair of the civilian secretariat or if you are going to do the introductions and then hand it over. Honorable Deputy Minister. Chairperson, I have a question. Oh, before then, Honorable Tablanche. Uh, Chairperson, thank you. I just want to know, and I know, you know, maybe I passed my opportunity or skipped it. <clears throat> Chairperson, I just want to know whether we can maybe just uh, discuss the planned oversight visit. I just need some information on that. Um, Honorable Tablanche, uh, we are consulting uh, and also uh, uh, I'm speaking personally to Honorable Frolic. Uh, he has also indicated that um, he'll get back to me. I will then uh, bring the proposed agenda to you or circulate it to you before we do the political application. We want that uh, strength plan quite urgently. Uh, the management committee uh, is meeting this week and uh, that would be the whip and the chair and the staff. So the plans are well underway. Uh, we are waiting for approval for us to submit uh, that approval before we even submit it. You know, if you uh, uh, interact with the House Chair and the Chief Whip, it makes your application much easier. We know that there's a sense of urgency. Please be assured that there's also a sense of urgency from the side of the Chair and the Whip. Uh, Honorable Tablanche, the exact dates will be communicated to you as soon as possible. Um, Chairperson, now I wanted to know, you know, obviously we, the last week's meeting, we had an extensive discussion about our main sort of priorities. And I can't recall that a visit to Lampopo, you know, figured there. And I was just wondering if we have one, the time and the money, whether this is the, the place that we should be going. I think, and that is just my submission, Chairperson, I think we have more urgent places to visit than going to Limpopo. That is just my submission. Thank you. Honorable Tablanche, I was going to mention this at the end of our inputs. I thought that we do the input before we lose Dr. Grunewald. Um, those proposed uh, um, oversight visits are joint oversight visits uh, to the following provinces, was Limpopo, Northwest, Mpumalanga, Northern Cape and Gauteng. And those requests have come from minerals. So before we do discuss it, could I take the amendments um, uh, to the regulations as we had proposed, could we do that presentation? And then um, once we have all the presentations, could we discuss this matter, please? Are you in agreement, Honorable Tablanche? I agree with that, Chairperson. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I first tried to do the substantial matters uh, before the members leave. And then we can do the administrative matters uh, after the presentations. Agreed? Com Honorable members, agreed? agreed? Agreed, Chair. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Deputy Minister, you could address 
the meeting now? Uh, good, good morning, Chair. Good morning, members. Uh, I, I think the, the, the issue you, you spoke to about the regulations we, we, which you, you, we discussed last after we presented, we agreed with the discussions then and uh, today we we are presenting a, a different uh, item from what you said chair unless if there's been a mistake which is the the protection of constitutional democracy against terrorist and related activities amendment bill 2022 um, because on critical infrastructure we we have uh, we we have agreed with the comments that the committee has made uh, Honourable Deputy Minister, I am totally in agreement with you, but the committee has to pass, formally pass, uh, the amendments. So you have to show us the, the regulations now with the amendments. If um, uh, they do not, do you, you see that the committee made recommendations to four amendments last week? So in terms of procedure and uh, um, the law, the committee must see those amendments which have been included and then approve it. Well, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that uh, we provide that to, to the committee, uh, Chair. But if you may allow, we, we could with the team uh, present the, the, the POCRA data uh, amendment bill, but definitely we will provide you that inform, uh, information and then the committee can process it. Uh, um, DM, could we get an indication from the civilian secretariat if they maybe have those uh, amendments that should just be fighted for us to adopt? I'll request the, secretary, the acting secretary to, to come to to respond to as well uh, through you, chair. Yes, because the the information it's just a presentation. It was ready, uh, honourable deputy minister. I'm not trying to um, to harass you. The um, the information was available, and uh, we have to adopt the committee's report, and then also adopt those amendments. It's for adopting. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Chair. That's why I say we'll provide you with that information and the committee can make those uh, uh, adoption, which does not necessarily need us. But for now, I'll ask the Secretary through you to, to, to make further comments on this. The acting Secretary is on the platform, uh, Chair, if you may allow. Uh, thank you, Acting Secretary. Can you just assist us? Before we adopt the report, um, Acting Secretary. Good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister, and members. Yes, we will quickly uh, flight the, the 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 document. It's just that when we came, we didn't have it ready, but we will in a few seconds. But I need also to indicate that we have also sent through to the committee the 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 documents uh, that indicates that the amendment have been done. We received we received the document. That is why I'm asking you to flight it 
so that we can adopt uh, uh, the committee can formally adopt those amendments and then we will do the committee's report thanks Jefferson. We, we, we are, we're trying to do that now all right thank you yes your information is available because you sent it to me Honorable Chairperson, are you able to see? I think it has been flighted. Thanks. Yes, uh, but you're starting with nine. There you are. That's what you sent to me. Sorry for harassing you. Um, those draft re uh, uh, regulations, they were sent to us. Um, you could now go down. Uh, next, you're giving us the definitions. We've read it. Number two, the functions. Three, the meetings. Next. Next. Four, sorry, sorry, go down four. The special meeting of council. Five, the resolutions. Six, the resolutions of the council to dispense of property. Seven. Seven. The resolutions in respect of police protocols and standards. Eight, the assignment of functions by the minister. Eight, could I have nine, please? Nine. The ad hoc committees. Next, I want to see that ad hoc committees. The standing committees. Ten is the standing committees. Page 30. Page 13. The functions, the, uh, the protection register. Next. The manner of service of notice 13. Commencement. I propose that it now serves before the committee uh, so that these regulations can be published in the government gazette and so that uh, the critical uh, infrastructure council can start doing its work. Um, the committee expressed its concern that we interviewed the council last year 
but they could not start their work. The uh, vetting of the members took very long and the regulations have been long overdue. Um, we, they could not start the work without these regulations. I received uh, several concerns uh, by the members of the committee and the members of Critical Infrastructure Council uh, expressing their unhappiness and their frustration with the slow pace of progress in with this regard. Uh, honorable members, uh, before you, you uh, adopt this, uh, could I have the committee's report for official adoption and then the regulations and uh, the committee's the draft regulations and the committee's report will then put to you for will be put to you for adoption. Uh, may I now have the report, the committee's report for adoption? Uh, Babalwa, could you flag the committee's report? Thank you very much, Mr. Amaru. Um, committee report, please. Report of the Portfolio Committee of Police on the draft regulations of the Critical Infrastructure Protection Act. Um, those were the recommendations for additions and corrections which we have made in the in the committee. We saw that those um, uh, uh, additions and corrections were made. Um, next. The committee proposed amendments on the following regulations. A, the chairperson submitted the application to the minister for consideration accompanied by the following A, B, C, D, E, F. We did all this has been done procedurally and legally. The committee recommends that the National Assembly prove the draft regulations of the Infrastructure Protection Act, Critical Infrastructure Protection Act. The report with the amendments will now be sent to the National Assembly. Honorable members, you have now seen the actual amendments into the regulations. You have now seen the report. It has been presented to you. We have now met all the re legal requirements. Uh, are you uh, happy that your um, inputs have been considered and that we have covered the processes well, uh, administratively? The committee has done its work. You have given your comments politically now uh, in terms of the process. It will be submitted to the National Assembly. Before I propose adoption, uh, are there any um, uh, um, uh, comments you'd like to make? Questions or corrections? I note your hands. There are no hands. Uh, could I have a proposal for the adoption of the amendments and the report? Uh, Honorable Tablanche, is your hand up? Chairperson, yes. Um... <clears throat> Uh, we reserve our rights, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much. DA reserves its rights. Honorable Siabi, your hand is up. Thanks, Chair. I move for the adoption 
of uh, both um, the, the report yes. and the draft regulations. Uh, mover for adoption of the report and the draft regulations. Uh, next, do we have a seconder? Do we have a seconder? Honorable Malekwa seconding, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Malekwa seconding. Uh, do you have any other political parties to reserve their rights? Yes, Chairperson, I reserve our rights. Honorable Meshu, ACDP reserves its rights. Any further political parties? The EFF. EFF reserves its rights. Next. Um, Honorable Shembeni, is this you with the iPad? Is your gadget? Yes, yes, right. yes. So my apologies that I did not note, uh, notice, I just saw iPad. I'll know that it's you. Uh, my apologies, but your gadget has not been named. Um, yes. Honourable members, we have now finally passed uh, the regulations for the Critical Infrastructure Council. Uh, thank you very, very much to the Civilian Secretariat. You have done very well, although it was quite late. Uh, thank you very much, Deputy Minister, for uh, um, overseeing this process. Uh, Honourable Deputy Minister, we know that uh, you are driving the legislative frameworks and amendments in the Ministry, and we do appreciate the work, the hard work of the Deputy Minister. Uh, kindly convey to the Minister that the regulations have now been adopted. Congratulations to the members of the committee, and we'll once it has been gazetted and approved in the National Assembly, the regulations will then be uh, passed to the Critical Infrastructure Council. Um, the, from the Secretariat, I don't know who's going to respond to this. Could you give me an indication if the vetting of all the members have now been completed? Um, could I uh, uh, have a response? If you do have a response from the Civilian Secretariat? Good morning, Chairperson, once more. We, we don't have the response uh, as this matter is being handled by uh, state security. We, from time to time, we have been receiving a request. No, from may I, sorry, acting secretary, chairperson, we, yes. we, we, will, we will follow it up and uh, update your office uh, by the end of business today. Uh, thank you very much, Deputy Minister. Um, that takes care of the Critical Infrastructure Council. Uh, honorable members, I'll respond to you on those vetting processes because a number of you have uh, uh, asked me about this. Uh, thank you very much, Deputy Minister. You can now present to us the next amendment bill. Well, th thank you very much, uh, Chair. Uh, good morning. Uh, once more to you and uh, your, 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 your team. Uh, and thanks for passing that piece of uh, the regulations for the critical infrastructure. We really appreciate 
uh, your leadership in this regard. Uh, I'm with uh, uh, the acting secretary and the team, including uh, Brigadier van der Walt, uh, who will be representing SAPS, but the presentation will be led by uh, the secretariat through the secretary and the team, the acting secretary and the team that he has with him. If you may allow, Chair, through you, we ask the secretary to present. Acting secretary, Mr. Amaru, you may um, indicate um, if you are presenting or if uh, uh, someone else is presenting. We now have the protection of constitutional democracy against terrorist and related activities amendment bill. You Thanks, may the Honorable Chairperson, uh, Advocate uh, Yolanda Krasina will do the presentation on our behalf. Uh, thank you very much. I've just seen uh, Honorable Majorzi in the meeting. Uh, Honorable Majorzi, I, um, before they do the presentation, uh, do you reserve your rights? Are you back, Honorable Majorzi, so that I can welcome you formally? Good morning, Chairperson. Yes, I'm back, Chairperson. Um, and um, no, you know that I would not uh, reserve my my and I would, would go through the reports, though I was not even available at that time, but we'll check what, what was discussed. And then uh, if, uh, if we're presenting the consultation report, then I will put on what, what is it that I would think only. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Majorzi. A warm, warm welcome to you. And uh, our sincerest congratulations to you and your family um that uh, our, our babies are healthy uh thank you very much as a working mom that you have returned to the the committee we wish you well and uh, we pray the lord's blessing uh, on your future and the future of your family thank uh, you very much thank you thank you very much honorable majorzi we missed you um, and uh, oh, welcome back again. Um, the, we, we will then start with a presentation. Good morning, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Deputy Minister. And good morning, Honorable Members of the Committee. The purpose of the presentation is to introduce the Constitutional Democracy Against Terrorist and Related Activities Amendment Bill 2022. In short, I will refer to it as the Boktatara Bill to the committee and to provide information on the necessity and the importance of the bill as well as the contents thereof. The draft Boktatara Bill had been submitted to Parliament by the Minister of Police in terms of Joint Rule 159 on the 19th of July, 2022. The bill must be dealt with in terms of Section 75 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. Next slide, please. <coughs> Chair, before I go into the detail around the proposals to amend the Principal Act, I'm going to share with the committee information regarding the necessity for promoting the bill. First of these would be the developments in international law. It's very important to note and also to underline that the bill seems to be very technical in nature, but it is mainly an alignment of the act with international requirements. 
Chair, then um, moving back to slide three, the number of international conventions and protocols aimed at combating terrorism has increased from 12 when the Principal Act was adopted in 2004 to 19 where it stands currently. Chair, these um, international legal instruments have been developed under the auspices of the United Nations. And each convention or protocol provides for additional offenses which must be enacted in domestic legislation to combat terrorism. Chair, should the uh, members of the committee wish to have access to these 19 conventions, I can share the internet link where these 19 conventions can be accessed. Chair, then the United Nations Security Council adopts on a regular basis new resolutions under Chapter 7 of the United Nations Charter, which resolutions are binding on member states and calls for measures, including adoption of legislation to be undertaken by countries to combat terrorism. Next slide, please. Chair, the second factor for the necessity for promoting the bill is the compliance resulting from oversight. The United Nations Special Rapporteur on Counterterrorism and Human Rights, Chair, this is a special rapporteur that ensures that countries do not infringe on the human rights of citizens, visited South Africa from the 16th to the 27th of April 2007, upon invitation of our government. The United Nations Counterterrorism Executive Directorate paid two compliance visits to South Africa, both in 2008 and 2018. So I can also just mention that the Counterterrorism Executive Directorate supports the Counterterrorism Committee of the UN Security Council, and, it's a, and it conducts dialogues with member states and embarks on country visits to assist states to identify gaps in their counterterrorism capacities. Chair, South Africa is further also a member of the Eastern and Southern African Anti-Money Laundering Group and of the Financial Action Task Force, which published a report on a mutual assessment of South Africa in October 2021. Next slide, please. The Poktatara Bill addresses the recommendations of these oversight structures I've just mentioned and the, and the guidance given by these structures, especially from the 2018 report on the UN Counterterrorism Executive Directorate and the 2021 Mutual Assessment Report of the Eastern and Southern African Anti-Terrorism Group and the Af and Financial Action Task Force. Next slide, please. Jay, the third factor necessitating the promotion of the bill is compliance resulting from oversight through court cases. There had only been five convictions in terms of the act in respect of terrorism-related activities, and I'll quickly um, mention these. Um, first one was the Tulsi twins who pleaded guilty of trying to leave South Africa to join the Islamic State in Syria. Then there were two members of the National Christian Resistance Movement called the Crusaders, who were plotting the murder of black people as well as overthrowing the government. Next slide, please. Henry Oka, a citizen of Nigeria, was charged with 13 counts related to terrorism under the Act. This trial led to an unconstitutional and unsuccessful challenge of the constitutional uh, measures in the Act to the jurisdictional provisions in the Act. But the amendments to the definition of specified offense are proposed in line with the guidance given by this constitutional court judgment. Next slide, please. 
Chair, I will now proceed to take the meeting through the main proposals to amend the Act. Clause 1 proposes the substitution, the deletion and insertion of certain definitions in Section 1 of the Act. The repeal of the motive requirement in the definition of terrorist activity and to delete the exclusion of liberation struggles from the definition of terrorist activity. Chair, if you allow me, I would just like to pause on this particular point and just elaborate on it. Um, due to our changed world and increased cyber activity and possible terrorist activities associated with cyberspace, a definition for cyber terrorism is provided for in the Poptatara Bill. The motive requirement in the definition of terrorist activity has been deleted. As I said, international instruments and the UN Security Council resolutions generally do not require a special terrorist motive, which may be very difficult and burdensome to prove, and the criminal law also does not normally require proof of motive. The deletion of the motive requirement is thus aligned with international law. Then the repeal of Section 1.4 of the Act must be understood within the context of international law and the implementation thereof in South Africa. In respect of the two additional protocols to the Geneva Conventions, South Africa's position currently is as follows. Protocol 1, which is the protocol relating to the protection of victims of international armed conflicts, and Protocol 2, which is the protocol relating to the protection of victims of non-international armed conflicts, were both signed by the Republic on the 8th of June 1977 and ratified by the Republic on the 21st of November 1995. These two additional protocols apply amongst others to amend conflicts in which people are fighting against colonial domination and alien occupation. The Geneva Conventions and these two additional protocols were incorporated in South African law by means of the implementation of the Geneva Conventions Act in 2020-12. Now, the implementation of this act that I just mentioned was adopted quite some time ago after the Poktatara Act was um, adopted in 2004. Hence, the need for the Poktatara Act to be aligned to the Geneva Conventions Act of 2020-12. Then, as I already mentioned, South Africa is also a member of the um, Financial Action Task Force, as well as of the Eastern and Southern African Anti-Money Laundering Group. Now, these oversight structures performed a mutual assessment of South Africa and published its final report in this regard in October 2021. In the report, it is amongst others stated that the Poktatara came into effect only on the 20th of May 2005, and it contains several offences related to terrorist financing. Generally, the criminalization of terrorist financing in South Africa is broadly consistent with most of the provisions of the Terrorist Financing Convention. The Poktatara, however, does exclude from the definition of terrorist activity certain acts committed during an armed struggle. The exemption therefore narrows down the scope of the Terror Financing Convention and therefore the deletion of Section 1.4 is necessary to align the principal act with the international law. Next, um, and then we move on to clause two on slide eight. Clause two proposes to amend section three of the act 
by providing for an offence in respect of entering, departing from, or transiting through, or remaining in any country for purposes of joining or supporting terrorist groups, and an offence to support an entity engaged in terrorist activities. Clause 3 proposes the insertion of Section 3A in the Principal Act, which provides for the prohibition of any publications with terrorist-related content, as well as a defence. And Chair, this um, amendment is also based on Section 2 and 3 of the United Kingdom Terrorist Act of 2006. Next slide, please. Clause 4 proposes the amendment of Section 4 of the Act by providing for an offence to facilitate the retention or control of property on behalf of or for the benefit of a specific entity identified by a resolution of the United Nations Security Council and announced by the Minister of Finance in terms of Section 26, Capital A1 of the Financial Intelligence Centre Act, or in a notice given by the Director of the Financial Intelligence Centre in terms of Section 26, Capital A3 of the Financial Intelligence Centre Act. Clause 5 seeks to insert Section 4, Capital A in the Principal Act in order to provide for an offence in respect of an attempt to leave the Republic for the benefit of, at the discretion of, or in association with a terrorist group. Next slide, please. Clause 6 seeks to amend Section 5 of the Act by extending the offence related to terrorist bombings to private places. Clause 7 proposes to amend Section 6 of the Act by inserting additional offences in accordance with international law in respect of fixed platforms. Clause 9 proposes the amendment of Section 9 of the Act to provide that it will be an offence to by any other means seize or exercise control of an aircraft for the purposes listed in Section 9. Then Clause 10 proposes to amend Section 10 of the Act by providing for additional offences in accordance with Article 3 bis of the Convention for the Suppression of Unlawful Acts Against the Safety of Maritime Navigation, 1988, as amended. Next slide, please. Clause 12 proposes to amend Section 12 of the Act by providing that no duty of secrecy or confidentiality or any other restriction on the disclosure of information, whether imposed by legislation or arising from the common law or agreement, affects compliance by an accountable institution, supervisory body, reporting institution as defined in the Financial Intelligence Center Act of 1998. Clause 13 seeks to amend Section 13 of the Act by providing for an offence related to the use of false threats to intimidate the public or to, to, to divert police resources to be enabling to commission of an offence. Clause 14 seeks to simplify the language of Section 15 of the Principal Act following a constitutional court judgment. Chair, there, in this clause, I can just also uh, uh, indicate that this stems from the constitutional court matter of um, S versus OCA in 2018. Um, it amplifies the jurisdictional issues of the Act. It further provides that non-citizens, persons not ordinarily resident in the Republic or stateless persons 
must be advised of their rights to consular assistance from the state they ordinarily reside in or are citizens of. Next slide, please. Clause 15 seeks to amend section 16 of the Act and provides that the prosecution for an offence under section 13 may be authorised by the relevant director of public prosecutions. Section 13 offences relates to hoaxes. Next slide, please. Clause 17 seeks to align the sentencing as laid down in section 18 of the Principal Act with the severity of the offence, for example, the financing of terrorism. It also provides for sentences in respect of the offences listed in sections 3, capital A, 3, and 4, 4, capital A, and 24, capital B, 13. Clause 18 expands on the ambit of and what may be contained in a freezing order, the making of ancillary orders, the publication of orders, the appointment of a curator at litem, and interim orders. And this um, amendment mainly stems from the mutual assessment report of ESAM LG and of FATF. Clause 19 proposes to amend section 24 of the Act by providing for the inclusion of premises which may be cordoned off and searched in accordance with the warrant which may be issued by a judge. Next slide, please. Clause 20 proposes the insertion of Section 24 capital B in the Act, providing that the member of the directorate may apply to a competent court for an order to disable access to an internet or social media site with unlawful terrorism-related content. The clause also proposes the insertion of Section 24A in the Act, providing for the application for a decryption direction by an officer of the directorate in terms of Section 21 of the regulation of interception of communications and provision of communication related information act of 2002. Then clause 21 proposes the repeal of sections 25 and 26 of the act. It is proposed in the schedule that the publication of resolutions of the United Nations Security Council related to entities linked to terrorism by noticing the Gazette should be performed by the Minister of Finance in terms of the Financial Intelligence Centre Act. Chair, I can just also mention that currently in terms of Section 25, the President by proclamation in the Gazette gives notice of entities linked to terrorism. And then in terms of the current uh, Section 26 of the Act, every such publication shall be tabled in Parliament for its consideration and decision. The effect therefore of this amendment of in terms of Clause 21 is that the Minister of Finance will now deal with the matter. Parliament has no power to change the United Nations Security Council resolutions, and there is therefore no practical implication for this deletion on Parliament. Next slide, please. Jay, you will see um, uh, slide 15 and slide 16 lists the schedule to the Act all the relevant acts and the areas in the acts that will also be amended through this bill. And they are listed on slide 15 and also on slide 16. If we can just move to slide 17, please. Jay, in terms of the process followed thus far, the bill was published in the Government Gazette in May 2021, and interested people could provide written comments with a period, within a period of 45 days. 
Um, very few public comments were received, but I must say they contained mostly constructive proposals. For example, an exemption relating to the possession of publications with terrorism-related contents, and that is in the case of a journalist or for study purposes. Next slide, please. In conclusion, Chair, the Poktatara Bill is aimed at aligning the Act with the latest international law requirements, and it establishes crimes as defined in subsequent international instruments. The Bill is also responding to the issues raised in respect of the Act following the respective compliance visits by the international oversight structures. Next slide, please. Chair, the value of the Bill is to ensure that South Africa is compliant with international standards and requirements re regarding the combating of terrorist activities. Such compliance is very important and necessary regarding South Africa's standing and financial ratings globally and as a tourist destination. The Act and the Bill ensures that South Africa is in position to act decisively against terrorist attacks or support of terrorist activities. I thank you, Chair. Similarly, the chair is not on the platform. Chairperson? Okay, but let's continue. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind, members, let's continue. The chairperson will find us. Um, can we get a summary of submissions from, from the public, Nicolette? Hi, good, um, honor, good morning, honorable Fihavi, honorable members. <clears throat> Let me just quickly get this. Ongoing. Um, Jay, Honorable Siawi, um, you can see my um, the presentation. Yes. Yes, I can see it. Um, honorable members, like um, Advocate Kritzner indicated, we received um, many. Um, constructive uh, submissions from the public. The submissions were opened on the 12th of August and it closed on the 19th of August. And the committee received only five um, written submissions from the public. And this is due to the um, technical nature of the um, amendments to the bill. Um, honorable chain members, we received a presentation from AFRIFORUM, the Banking Association of South Africa, 
the International Committee of the Red Cross, the Sussex Terrorism and Extremism Research Network, and a individual, Mr. Nell. Chair and Honourable Members, um, the Banking Association of South Africa um, indicated that they would propose an amendment to the um, definition of property that is contained in the Act or in the amendment bill, um, because prior to its proposed amendments, it's already all-encompassing and would include any digital um, representation of perceived value, including um, cryptocurrency. They also um, requested that the definition for electronic communications service provider be clarified to indicate who is deemed to be a licensed service provider. Then the definition of entity should also be clarified and um, then it's used throughout the amendment bill. In terms of clause three, the insertion of the prohibition of any publication of the terrorist related content um, should be amended and members can see that um, more detailed clarification on this um, in the public submission. And then in, 12, in terms of clause 12 of the amendment bill, um, the banking association um, feels that it creates a hierarchy in legislation. Members are moving to the Sussex Terrorism and Extremism Research Network. They are based in the UK and they are really um, a leader in counter-terrorism and they will make a presentation to the committee um, during next week's meeting. They also indicated that um, the de definition for terrorist activity should exclude motive um, as it is difficult to prove and international instruments generally do not require a specialist or a special terrorist motive. In terms of clause two, um, Stern suggested that terrorist training in itself should be an offense and not only receiving such training. And in terms of clause three, the insertion of on the prohibition of any publication with um, relation to terrorist content um, they propose that the language be adjusted of a legitimate defense to broaden it to exercising a professional or a profession in the public interest. Honorable members, moving to the International Committee of the Red Cross, they highlighted concern about the um, deletion of Section 1, Sub 4 of the Principal Act in terms of armed conflict that should not be considered to be terrorism. They proposed the um, retention of this section in the Act, or alternatively, to include a international humanitarian law savings clause to separate the law applicable to conduct that occurs in peacetime um, from that that occurs during armed conflict. And in terms of clause three, the insertion of prohibition of any publications with the terrorist-related content might unintentionally 
um, criminal, criminalize um, humanitarian action in terms of their training um, on counterterrorism and um, aspects related there too. Honourable members, the only submission we received that's really against the bill is from AFRI Forum. Um, they also expressed a concern regarding the definition of property in that it is already um, or encompassing and the expansion of the definition will further compound the problem. In terms of clause three, again, with the insertion of the prohibition of publications, AFRI Forum submitted that it violates the right to freedom of expression, association and conscience. In terms of clause 18, AFRI Forum um, submitted that it overextends the power of police officials and is likely to lead to complex lit lit um, litigation. Clause 20 um, has the potential for the abuse of the RICA and creates an unjustifiable violation of the right to privacy. And then in conclusion, Honourable Chair members, Afri Forum submitted that the deletion of sections 25 and 26 of the or from the principal act um, is an unjustifiable violation of the separation of the powers um, doctrine. Um, just um, that is the summary of the submissions. Just um, as a matter of um, comprehensiveness, the submission we received from Ms. Linnell indicated that he would like to make a um, oral presentation, but then he indicated that he feels uncomfortable in going ahead with this. Um, so we're not sure if he will be um, joining the committee uh, next week. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Nicolette. I still don't see the chairperson on the platform. Thanks very much for the presentation and thanks very much for the presentation from the secretariat. Um, I forgot to check whether the acting secretary, do you have any addition to your presentation? Good morning, uh, acting chairperson. We don't have the presentation covered everything. Okay. DM anything before members come in? No, no, we, we are content, Chair. I think Chair Advocate presented our, 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 our presentation well. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Honorable Whitfield. Much, Chairperson. Um, but Chairperson, I would just like to make a couple of introductory comments. Uh, the, the first being um, that I think the committee must note that this bill has appeared as if out of nowhere. Uh, it was never really part of the committee's priority 
bills on our agenda to deal with, um, certainly during the course of this year. I think we must welcome the fact that the committee is dedicating so much time to legislation in this term of parliament, but we must question why it appears to be uh, more urgent than any other piece of legislation. It seems that it's unusual for a bill to be introduced and then within two months for the committee to have completed all of its work on the bill, especially uh, given the complex and technical nature of the bill. The bill was introduced on the 19th of July, and the intention is to conclude the committee's work on the bill by the 30th of September. I'm not sure that that's a realistic timeline, given the obvious risks that, um, that lie ahead in considering such a complex and technical piece of legislation uh, also over a virtual platform, uh, which is not ideal uh, to give uh, the full attention of the committee to the, um, the technical nature of the bill. I also just want to say that, uh, and perhaps it's a question, whether it is normal for only seven days to be provided for public comment on a bill of this nature. The comment was made that we only received five submissions because of the technical nature of the bill. Uh, I would argue that the technical nature of the bill is certainly one element, but to provide comprehensive comment from all stakeholders within seven days on such a complex piece of legislation um, may not have been reasonable. So, so it, it, it was that is that a normal is that normal practice to proceed with only seven days' notice? And perhaps the committee can 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 share its thoughts on whether. We feel that this uh, piece of legislation is potentially being rushed if we look at the program for this term uh, and the complex nature of the bill, as well as the excellent submissions by all stakeholders, which require our very careful consideration. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, Acting Chair, uh, I'm sorry, I went to another place to get better network. Um, so thank you for assisting me. Uh, Honorable, Honorable Whitfield, we have been um, placing considerable pressure on the Civilian Secretariat to bring the SAPS Amendment Bill and the Albert Amendment Bill to the committee. So um, because we have been um delayed by um the, the presentation of these amendment bills um we then and the chair then thought that it would be prudent for us to uh, complete this amendment bill in the meantime um we have uh, requested uh, the house chairperson and the speaker uh, permission to continue with this bill, and uh, they have certainly given us that permission. I do recognize and acknowledge that um, this bill was not presented as a priority. However, I could delay this amendment bill and wait for the SAPS amendment bill or the IPAD amendment bill whilst I have no idea how long that is going to take. As I have said, I reiterate the fact that we are putting pressure on the civilian secretary and the ministry 
Um, and uh, we have really, really stamped our authority as a, a committee and oversight body, which is responsible for legislation to ensure that this is, is done. The procedure is uh, correct and legally sound. Uh, it is, as you have said, a rather technical bill. I do not, I do not think that um, we need to uh, uh, delay it any further. Uh, this has been long outstanding. It is one of those outstanding matters that uh, um, I'm trying to deal with so that we do not hand it over to another administration. The bill only aligns us with the international and regional conventions and protocols. Uh, the, the legislation, especially on counterterrorism, has been uh, uh, put to us as uh, uh, important and critical by uh, the cabinet, uh, not only our minister, but the entire um, uh, uh, um, the peace and stability cluster. And uh, I wish to um, do not to, to force the ministers to rush it through parliament, but um, to request uh, the members to consider the bill. There was a cabinet statement on uh, the 22nd of or on um, uh, the 22nd of June on this bill. So when it was then brought to my attention on the 22nd of June, that cabinet had um, stressed the importance of having this bill uh, uh, completed. I then thought it prudent to put it on the agenda. Cabinet went through an extensive uh, presentation and discussions. Uh, the, they approved the submission and um, the bill went through extensive public consultation after it was approved by Cabinet in May 2021. Uh, and the amendments seek to align our country's domestic instruments of uh, fighting terrorism were the global measures that have been put in place. I, I believe that they have addressed the clauses uh, that were deemed unconstitutional by the Constitutional Court. So there's a number of uh, constitutional judgments against us and against the minister, not against us as a committee, but uh, against us and when there are constitutional judgments against um, uh, uh, the, the department, I deem it important for us to correct it. So as a signatory to the UN Security Council, we were then implored, South Africa was then uh, uh, implored and, due, and, and we were considered to be duty bound to domesticate international law and that we, we seek to strengthen um, these measures to combat uh, global terrorism. So this is why uh, the bill was prioritized by, by cabinet. 
and uh, it came from um, the, as I'm saying, uh, the peace and stability cluster. It has no political um, undertones or I'm not having any political uh, intentions or or I'm not playing any kind of um, political games when it comes to this bill. As I said, it's a technical bill. Uh, obviously, when it comes to something like the SEPS Amendment Bill and the IPUT Amendment Bill, we will not have the luxury of uh, um, uh, taking it through cabinet at such short uh, notice and during such a short space of time. So members, we had this cabinet decision uh, during the uh, period of uh, recess. We took all matters that um, we felt uh, were presented to us, but which we were unable to deal with, including um, the matter of the, uh, the strategic plan. We have given our inputs to the strategic plan and um, that is also one of the outstanding matters. So when we do the strategic plan, I'll bring all the outstanding matters to you and I hope that we'll be able to conclude a number of these outstanding matters which has been before this committee for quite some time now. Um, honourable members, before we take further comments, um, could we have any uh, comments on the process that we wish to embark on? I want to note as uh, Honorable Whitfield has um, expressed uh, his concern that uh, we are rushing this amendment bill through. Do other members have similar concerns? Honorable Tablanche? Uh, <clears throat> Chairperson, thank you. I um, listened very carefully to what was conveyed to us and um, First of all, I want to echo the sentiments of my colleague, the Honorable Whitfield. Um, you know, this is a very, very important piece of legislation, as was indicated to us, um, that will certainly impact on South Africa as a international role player in different you know fields and i mean you know it's going to and it's got the potential of having a severe impact or a possible severe impact on you know our uh you know uh let's say you know what uh, the, the way that people are going to perceive us globally and obviously also our economy you know just to name a few things and, and, and I must admit that um, I am a bit uh, surprised and more concerned about the apparent, you know, uh, haste or, you know, speed that, you know, that we intend driving this through the process. And um, I think I just want to raise my concern that, um, you know, I certainly don't want to be seen, you know, to support something that has the potential of not, you know, 
uh, having or had, you know, our full attention to the best of our ability. And chairperson, uh, that is my input. Uh, you know, especially the, the short time that was allowed for public input. Yo, uh, I don't think that will, you know, do justice to, you know, the importance of this legislation. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Grunewald. Morning. Uh... Chair, everyone, and I will also just uh, uh, mute my video uh, because uh, signals are not that strong today. I don't know what's going on. Chairperson, uh, I don't want to repeat. Uh, I think what has been said, uh, I can also concur with. But I presume that we're going to have an opportunity where we get these people or the stakeholders uh, and even the, the Bank Association and of the Forum to come and present the uh, views on the bill. And I just want to say that when that happens, that we must have ample time to ask questions so that we can uh, inform ourselves very clearly on the technical aspect uh, of their proposals. Uh, I'm a bit worried that uh, we say, okay, we're going to have two uh, organizations coming, making uh, presentations, and then we don't have enough time. So I will suggest that uh, when we get to that stage, that for instance, if it's between nine and, and one o'clock, that we have one uh, of the organizations, and that we have ample time to ask exactly what do they mean uh, by all their proposals and their uh, complaints as far as that is concerned. Uh, so I presume it's going to happen some other time, uh, and that's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, I think having listened to the comments by honorable members, I must just add to say, there's no malicious intention in bringing the bill before the committee for the committee to process. In fact, uh, is what we are supposed to do as a committee. But I would suggest that uh, with members having raised the uh, Concerns. I think their concerns are mainly on the issue of time. They are not saying, I didn't hear anyone saying we should not continue processing the bill. They're just saying uh, it seems we may not have enough, enough time. And uh, even the, because this is a technical bill, even the interest from the public is a bit is a bit limited. So I would suggest, Chair, that uh, your office, uh, as you continue with the processing of the bill, take uh, what honorable members have said and see how to balance uh, whatever process we are engaged in 
take their concerns into consideration and then see how far can we go with the with the bill. I think uh, members of the committee are ready to process the bill, but they are just raising concerns here and there. So I'll say your office need to look at that and see how far we can go. Thanks, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Whip, Honorable Sabe, Honorable Meshu. Thank you, Chairperson. I've been trying to think of public participation that has only been given a week. And so far, I could not think of any any legislation that uh, required the public to only have seven days. Um, we, we, we should not uh, exclude people that might want to participate and to make inputs just because that one week was too short. They might have been busy with other things because it is a very important bill that has serious repercussions if um, it is rushed, I think. So while we will still listen to oral inputs, um, if there can be, if it can be permissible, maybe to add another week so that everybody is taken care of, that might ultimately put us in a safe place. Thank you, sir. Chairperson. Um, thank you very much, uh, uh, Reverend. Um, Honorable Majosi. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Um, um, uh, what I wanted to say, uh, it, I, I concur with Honorable Mishwe. I just wanted to say maybe can we open it up for the public for a longer time, but also consider the fact that we need to have a time frame. Um, I'm not against the fact that uh, maybe members feel that uh, the the bill um, is not given enough time so that the public participation can be given time to 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 have their views but uh if if we do that and we open it up with another week then it is fine but then we must have a time frame for everything so that we know by this time will be done with public participation by this time will be done with the so that we are able to come back and discuss uh, the bill itself and and contribute towards it so I was I was I was alerting members on that that can we at least have a time frame as well of when do we want to when when will be our satisfactory with the effect of uh, public participation and everything else thanks chair thank you very much honorable members uh, the chairperson has noted the concerns of the members I think that uh, the committee has a history of um, moving together and uh, not disagreeing on uh, matters of, of process. So when we are processing any form of legislation, uh, the chair would rather like consensus and there's no need for us to, to disagree uh, once we have completed our work. It is always important to take um, a step back and uh, to consider what the members um, have agreed on. So the members are in agreement that um, we should go back, do further consultation. I also wish to alert the members that this would, we would have to incur costs. Um, I may be accused of fruitless and wasteful expenditure, but I'm prepared to, to be um, 
to be um, uh, not chastised, but uh, to be alerted by the house chairperson and the whips officers. I would then indicate to them that the members wanted more time for public comments. Uh, so we're in agreement. I think the committee is in agreement that um, the bill should be further uh, published for consultation. Honorable Majorzi, the program was uh, set out in, um, we submitted that to members when it comes to the, the committee program. Um, so uh, honorable members will put it on the committee program. We'll also highlight the program and the time frames in the next committee uh, so that we're all in agreement with the time frames and how we are going to process the bill. Um, as the honorable Whoop said, there's no malicious intent, there's no political agenda. As again, I would like to reiterate that this is a technical bill um, and one which uh, is important for our country. We are not going to make any mistakes along the way. I would rather like us to um, to sort out uh, all our differences while uh, we're still in the process of the bill and not once we have to take it to the National Assembly. When we go to the National Assembly, I'd prefer us to have a level of agreement and uh, I would then ask and request that our, our technical team looks at uh, our dates and our timeframes again. Uh, those dates and timeframes will be committed uh, and presented to the WIP at, the, um, at our management meeting. Um, I have received a, a, um, an apology from Honorable Majorzi that she has to attend the, the Chief WIPs forum. Uh, I, I have recognized your apology. Uh, your apology is accepted, noted and accepted, Honorable Majorzi. Um, Honorable members, I, I think we have all been in the, the meeting. We have most political parties in the meeting. Uh, all our political parties, we have the, the DA, uh, the ACDP, and the, the ANC, um, and uh, the IFP in all agreeing that we require further consultation. Freedom Front Plus, are you in agreement? Dr. Kurnavald, are you in agreement with that process? Dr. Kurnavald? Uh, members, can you still hear me? Yes, Chair. Yes, right. we can hear. Yes, Grunewald gave his input and he agreed. Um, then EFF? Uh, yes, Chair, I agree. Let's give it some time. We need more time. The committee needs time. We're in agreement. Yes, Chair, uh, the decision is then taken that the committee needs more time. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Sorry, Honorable um, Khurnavald, you would like to come in and then to Blanche? Thank you, uh, Chair. Thank you, Chair. My apology, there's, uh, I had a problem with my laptop. Okay, now let me say this. Um, 
we must also understand that it is urgent, but I don't want to have to go through the whole process again and asking uh, public submissions or anything like that. My only request was that we have these uh, public submissions uh, we received, and all I ask is that when we deal with that and they come to the committee, that we have enough time for that specific meeting that we can ask the uh, ample questions to them to get the complete view on why and how they see the uh, the technical issues. So uh, it's not the, the process as such uh, that worries me. It is just that we have enough time to ask questions for that. Agreed. Um, Honorable uh, De Blanche, would you like to make one more input before I do the summary? Chairperson, no, thank you. I'm covered. Um, I think that uh, we are, with the intention is that we are going to move forward possibly. Obviously, keeping in mind that it is important that we get this sorted out as soon as possible. So, no, thank you. I'm covered. Honourable Whitfield? Uh, Chairperson, thank you. I think my concerns have been noted. Um, I, I still have reservations about um, the thoroughness of the process, but I think that um, I, I appreciate your consideration of my concerns. I think provided that the, that the committee has sufficient time to consider all public submissions and that the committee is in fact satisfied that sufficient time was given for public submissions to be made, uh, then um, you know we can we can proceed. Uh, I, I just wanted to get an indication, Chair, whether this legislation has been brought forward due to the imminent threat of grey listing, whether that is something uh, that is part of the motivation. Uh, and I think that's important for us to understand if there is urgency, if that urgency is related to that imminent threat of grey listing, it would certainly sharpen our focus uh, to attend to the legislation. Uh, thank you, honourable members. Could I do the following, please? Um, I do uh, consult with uh, all our political parties in the committee. Could the chairperson be allowed to call all the leaders and the members of the different political parties um, and then discuss with us them in more detail? Because um, obviously there are certain concerns which we have to take into consideration and uh, we have a record of listening to one another irrespective of the political parties that we belong to. So, honourable members, um, I'm sure you will allow me to consult with you, uh, speak to you, uh, your political parties and members of, on an individual basis. Uh, we'll bring the new dates and timeframes. You are requesting basically two things. The one is that we have more time for public consultation. And the second request is that we have more time for the stakeholders to do their uh, presentations and for the committee to engage with them. I am absolutely prepared to do that. I'll come back to you with the cost, the time frames, and the urgency. 
Would that suffice? Do you approve the recommendation and the summary of the chair? Thank you, Chair. In order, Chair. In order, Honorable Kurnavald. In order, Chairperson, I've put up my thumb, so it's right. Yes, you can put up your thumb, but I want to know. Honorable Meshwia, is a thumb a sign that you also agree? Yes, Chairperson. All right, this is a committee who's very progressive and puts up the thumbs, and uh, it will be recorded in that way. Uh, you do understand that when we take a poll through Parliament, uh, we have to um, uh, 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 record the minutes very carefully. We do not want to have any, uh, the same with the critical infrastructure amendments. I ensured that we followed the legal process and the process of Parliament to the latter, and we do not want to make the mistakes. I've taken the comments and suggestions of the members into account and uh, will once again engage with you so that we are all on the same page. Thank you, honorable members. Um, honorable members, uh, um, Deputy Minister, could I first give um, uh, Mr. Amaru an opportunity to speak and then the Deputy Minister? Thanks, Honorable Chairperson. We have noted the, the decision of the committee and we are happy to, uh, to move along with the committee. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. We'll be losing a number of members by 11. So I need your, um, um, your comments, Honorable Deputy Minister. If so, you might do so now. No. No, no, thanks, Chair. We, we, we know to the, the, the decision, and just like the acting secretary said, we will be available to interact as and when the committee requires our involvement. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, um, Honorable Acting Secretary, uh, to your team. And please take uh, uh, the committee's requests very seriously. We are waiting for the IPUT Amendment Bill and the SAPS Amendment Bill. Those bills have also, uh, the acts have been found to be unconstitutional. We cannot be in the committee of SAPS where people are expected to enforce the law or breaking the law. So right now, if the court has ruled you and ruled us as committee to um, have unconstitutional acts, then it's an indictment not only on the minister and the secretariat, but it is also an indictment on the committee, and I take that responsibility quite seriously. Honourable members, could we then move on to the next item? Um, from the staff, Nicolette and Babalwa. If you are done, I could then go to uh, the programme. Nicolette and Babalwa. Hello, Chair. Yes, uh, we've, co we've covered all the agenda items, uh, Chairperson, for today's meeting, unless members, they want to make uh, additional agenda items, but we've covered everything was on the agenda. Thank you very much. Honorable members, that brings me to the last two matters. I would like to congratulate Ms. Nicolette van Selhoos, 
uh, our researcher who's done very good research work, she has just been appointed to be our content advisor. We are joining forces and all political parties, I'm sure, would be happy to have uh, Ms. Nicolette Van Selkos as our content advisor. Would you like to congratulate her? Members, I'm sure Nicolette deserves our congratulations. Mr. Blanche Whitfield Marequa, Honorable Tablanche. person to allow my colleague Whitfield to do it on her behalf. I am confident that he will do justice to that. But congratulations anyway, Nicolette, you know this. Uh, Honorable Whitfield. Thank you, Chairperson. I think that um, it goes without saying, but I think it's still necessary to say that uh, congratulations to Nicolette. She is a consummate professional. She fills very big shoes left behind, and I'm confident that she will fill those shoes quite comfortably. Um, and uh, we thank her for her continued excellent work that she produces for the committee. She is uh, a tremendously reliable and um, a very appreciated source of knowledge uh, and experience for the committee. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, Honorable Whitfield. Honorable Grunewald. Thank you, Chair. Um, I also want to congratulate uh, Nicolette. I don't know whether it's a promotion in the hierarchy as far as Parliament is concerned, but uh, I do believe so. And uh, I want to thank Chairperson uh, for the excellent work she did when it comes to research. I must uh, admit that I was quite dependent on that because it was specific, it was objective, and it assisted me uh, really in many ways, saving time and to ensure that uh, I have all the information I need when we have uh, some discussions or whatever the subject may or might have been on that specific research paper. I know that uh, she will still uh, give her all best and will be to the best benefit of the portfolio committee in her new work, and I wish her well. And I don't know who's going to be uh, the next researcher. I hope they will one be very soon, because I can't think that we're going to expect that uh, Nicolette must be the researcher and the content advisor, because uh, she will have more than enough work to do in the new position. So thank you very much uh, from my side, specifically when it uh, is uh, in terms of the research. And I know that you will make a success and I wish her well. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Um, Honorable Whoop. Thank you, Chair. Um, I also join colleagues in expressing our words of congratulations to Nicolette. Uh, I've worked with her for a very short period, but I could see that uh, she's committed to her work and she 
is always available to assist where one needs uh, need assistance. I'm also confused, like uh, I'm not sure whether it's a promotion or uh, something different. But uh, I would say on behalf of the ANC, we want to congratulate her. And uh, I think we'll continue working with her uh, fruitfully. Thank you, Chair. Uh, uh, thank you very much, honorable members. I am very happy that we have this opportunity uh, from all political parties uh, to thank Nicolette and wish her well. I've also noted the hands of Honorable Meshu. Yes, Chairperson, I should also join my colleagues in thanking Nicolette for her diligence, for her knowledge, for her willingness to help anytime she was requested. And I, unlike what my some of my colleagues have said, I choose to believe that it is a promotion which is well-deserved. So Nicolette, we expect your input as a content advisor to take us to another level and bring in more understanding to some of the delicate uh, matters that we have to discuss. So thank you very much for who you are and for your diligence and commitment. Uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Meshu. Um, that and um, to, we'd like the EFF to express their gratitude. Shembeni, Honorable Shembeni, you the iPad man. Yes, thank you very much, Chairperson. I'd just like to say congratulations to the Imbogoto. And that shows that South Africa is going forward when we're having uh, women leading from the front. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, honorable members. Uh, honorable members, the good news is that um, Nicolette has been in this committee for a very long time. And uh, having that continuity is important for us as a committee. Uh, Nicolette has been extremely helpful. She's been in this committee for 10 years. That's quite a long time. The institutional memory that Nicolette has has served as well. I don't think there's an, any political party which could say, say that Nicolette has uh, been partisan and that uh, she has a, a particular political agenda. Uh, Nicolette is professional. We thank her for her dedication, her patience. Uh, honorable members, to be honest with you, I will never ever enter a meeting or chair a meeting without reading the research paper of Nicolette. Uh, Nicolette, you've also, if I needed additional information, you've been extremely willing. Sometimes I call you at night, you're still willing to give me that information, refer me to documents, give me historical perspective. And as a chairperson, I've relied quite substantially on um, your wealth of knowledge. 
uh, honorable members, now Nicolette is no longer the acting content advisor. She is now the content advisor, but she's now the acting researcher. So she switched roles. Uh, Nicolette, thanks for, for uh, doing such a sterling job. Your, your work is really uh, being tremendous. It's just amazing that you're able to be the content advisor and uh, the researcher. We do not like that situation to last too long. I hope uh, that we could also speed up the uh, process of appointing a researcher. Members, I will then um, move to the next item, which is the Joint Portfolio Committee requested by Mineral Resources. Could I also, with your permission, refer this matter to the Management Committee? Um, and when I do call you on the amendment bill, uh, I'll also then consult with you on your views before I take this to the Management Committee. Honourable members, would you be happy that I take this to the Management Committee and that I um, call you for consultation? Honourable Shimbeni, is this an old end? Honourable members? Yeah, yes, it's an old end, I'll know it. Thank you. All right. Uh, do you agree that I consult with you on this matter and that I take it to the Management Committee? Yes, Chair. Uh, Honourable Whitfield, agreed? Uh, thank you, Yap. Kurunavalt also, uh, are you happy you're still here? Uh, the Blanche agrees. Honorable Grunewald uh, and Majosi, do you agree yes, that I consult with you? Agreed, Chairman. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, honorable members, I'll be calling you. Um, quite, uh, we are asked, uh, responding to uh, questions in. Uh, we are asking questions in the house today. So as soon as I have an opportunity, I'll be calling all of you. Thank you very much, honorable members. If you have no further questions or comments, thank you very much, honorable deputy minister. Thank you very much to the entire staff. Uh, please, Mr. Amaru, convey our sincere appreciation to your staff. I do know that I'm putting tremendous pressure on you, but we have, we have a responsibility, a constitutional responsibility to respond to any matter, particularly when it comes from the constitutional court. Um, and we'll continue then working uh, with you to ensure that uh, we process these bills. Honorable members, that brings us to the end of business for today. The meeting is now adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Good luck for the House. Thank you, Thank you, Chairperson. Thank, Thank you, Chair. Thank, Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Thank you, Blanche. Good luck Thank with you your questions. Thank, Thank you, you. Shimbini. Thank you. Good luck with your questions. We are done.
Recording stop.